Hello, dear HSE family, and welcome back to our Hotelcast, the hospitality audio experience. Since the following title almost sounds like a sermon, we'll be honest with you, in data we trust. That's as evident to us as the Amen in church. Now, this might sound like a self-fulfilling prophecy to you, right? Well, obviously. So what power do our panelists Marcel Stiller, Patrick Oldenburg, Sandro Cristofori and Niels Scheers refer to? Guess what? The next 30 minutes will shed some light on the subject matter and enlighten you on how you can increase your I sales. I have the honor away. to present usual, the, the main stage next from panel Coco Coco with the four CRM pros Duello. of the industry, Sandro, Patrick, Niels and Marcel. And uh, we will be talking about the power of first-party data. Guys, where are you? I feel quite alone. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys. I'm Thank really you. happy to have you. Obviously, I have prepared some questions, but... <laughs> I'm not really in the mood because I had a lot of interviews beforehand. So guys, I want this to be a discussion, please. If you are um, thinking differently or anything, please go ahead, jump in, tell them what they can do better. But in general, I would like to do a little intro saying that as a former head of marketing, when my uh, general manager, and sometimes also Daniel, tells me, oh, we need to write a monthly newsletter, a generic one, I'm going like, hmm, why? Why do we have to do this, right? So um, I think we can use our data way better than just write monthly newsletters. Am I right? Okay, who of you is privately um, signed up for a newsletter? Obviously, you are on a, on a, for the job. Club. Yeah, for hospitality, but privately, hospitality industry club. I mean, in a hotel newsletter. Yeah. Any of yeah. you? Yeah, I'm signed up, but um, the other question is how many of them I read. Okay, so how many do you read? <laughs> um, one or two. Okay, and that's something at least. That's something at least. Okay, guys, let's take it from scratch. Niels. What are the starting points for a hotel? How can they use their data? I think that, first of all, very important for hotels where we start off wrong is to start with clean data. Clean data is um, its already difficult to, to explain what it is because when do you know when your data is clean and when is it not clean? Um, and most of the PMSs actually, they store whatever you put in which is normal. Um, and as your receptionist or your operational staff, mostly they do not care so much about data because they do not understand the importance of it. Um, most of the PMS data is dirty. Um, in the sense that there's too much information or there is information that is not important or there is information that is inaccurate or not correct because they copied it from a website or they had to fill in something so they put a dot or a one because like this the system allows them to go further. Um, so what do you need for according to me is, is a smart system that combines or takes data from the different systems and then groups it together um, depending on matching points. IATA code, email address, telephone number, combination of different datas. Um, in, in, in many European countries, um, you need to fill in the uh, nationality ID number. I mean, 
I know for reception it's a pain, but if you oblige in your PMS to fill in the national ID number, you have a unique ID per client, and you know who is who, because tomorrow he cannot end up in a different hotel with a different national ID number. The worst case that can happen is that one day he gives his national ID number, and the next day he gives his passport number. That's the only issue you can encounter. Um, so that's, that's a starting point. Make sure that every client has a unique ID. Um, and, and try to get uh, a CRM or, or a smart system that allows you to group all the PMS data or POS data or, or website data together. And um, coming back to your first thing, stop sending emails to everybody. I mean, it. Um, to the question, um, how many uh, um, subscriptions do you have? Um, I have very little because most of the time when I subscribe and I receive generic emails afterwards, I unsubscribe right away because I understand that it's not relevant to me. It's only subscriptions that are personalized to me that I continue being subscribed to and I read to. So I don't know how you guys are. No, fully agree. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that's, that's why I was saying one or two I'm reading and they're actually changing from time to time and it's, um, you know, you, the, the content has to be interesting for me so I stay subscribed. Um, we, we see in a lot of implementations we are doing, we are seeing that hoteliers are proud of their huge database they're having and but which they collected over the last 30 years. Um, more than half of it is actually trash, and it's not not actual anymore. And why do you why why do you put the time and the money in there to reach out to these guests or customers if they actually don't even read it or don't respond to you? So it's better to have a clean database with less data than having a huge database with rubbish data. And uh, what about GDPR, Sandro? It's been more difficult now. How do hoteliers can obtain data still with those restrictions? I think there's a lot of different ways to, to, to collect data, and especially in, in, in the hotel industry. GDPR, when it was introduced, um, there was also there was this huge... Um, uh, hoteliers were actually really worried, oh no, now I have to send everybody and request that I can keep on using the data, and they lost a lot of data, so they were worried about it, but well, that gets back to the same point what I just mentioned, like why do you want to reach out to these people um, if they're anyways not answering or not reading what you're sending to them? What yeah. are the ways, Sandro, especially? You mentioned there are different ways to obtain data, can you name them exactly? To collect them, to yes. collect the data. Well, it starts with the um, the registration card in the hotel. It starts with if somebody makes a booking in your booking engine. It is the data you're getting passed from OTA. So there's many ways of of starting collect um, the the guest data or the customer data. It's more like what was mentioned then, like how do you keep that data clean and keep on using it? Yeah, and and going back to the fact on on GDPR. Um, nobody lost data or clients with, with the GDPR registrations. What happened is that they were forced to clean up their database and make sure that the database was qualityful. Um, and, and indeed, there's a lot of hotels who, who were worried about that. And I'm like, why do you worry? If, if their clients were loyal to your brand, they will just respond and say, yes, I want to continue being subscribed. Um, what was a pain for the hotels and which was 
very badly prepared by hotels is the way they asked their clients if they wanted to continue being uh, subscribed to their newsletters. Um, it, it was a very forced situation where even me in my inbox, I received on that day when it, they had to do the switch or the one the day before, uh, mass emails with the same question. Do you, I mean, answer with yes or I mean, the way most of the hotels did it was, was terrible, was not 2021 or 2020. What would have been a good way then? Any of you can answer. It's a hard question, I think, because no, you have to I just to wanted to add there as well. I mean, GDPR, I think that um, brought actually uh, interesting topics to the table, right? So giving the customer the ownership about his data, being transparent, what kind of data we collect and what we do with it. I think, um, especially now in times where third-party cookies disappear and all these kind of things, it's getting more and more relevant, right? So all the, the big ones, uh, the big data companies like Google and Apple, etc., they will all have some restrictions on tracking and all these kind of things. So we talk more and more about about first-party data. We just talked about it. You know, you have all kind of different solutions in place where data is collected, right? And the key element is to bring it all together, have one single source of truth, a view on your customer, and then make sure that you can access that data amongst the entire guest journey, right? So where they are, um, is it in the booking phase, is it on property, where, whatever it might be. So the entire company is accessing the same data, right? So is it marketing, is it sales? And they should make full use of that. And I think the greatest opportunity we have now is that we have modern um, you know, solutions out there coming up, right? In the past, everything was siloed, different systems not talking to each other. Now it's an open API infra infrastructure where you can say it's not only historical data I can use, but also you can use real time there, right? And the balance between those, using both in a smart way, that's, I think, the opportunity where we're all part of now already, but it will definitely improve even in the future. And, and adding to that, I think, you know, starting with GDPR and now, of course, the whole COVID phase, you know, that put a lot of stress on hoteliers and it put a lot of stress on the relationship guests to hoteliers. But this stress and, and all of this and like in every... You know, normal relationship um, or any, any you know, if it's, if it's customer or if it's hotelier guest or, you know, if, if it's our own personal relationships, the number one thing when you're under stress is communication. Uh, I mean, that's the only thing that's going to solve it. And that adds to this whole story. And I think when you look at the situation of hoteliers, then that said, well, you know, I need to reach out to my guests. I want to engage with them. And that's when they looked into the 150,000 or whatever contacts they had in their, in their PMS and realized, well, half of them are mass OTA email addresses. And the rest, I don't even know if those emails still work. You know, and that whole process you know, led to technology. And that's why when, before this all started, you know, we were already engaging with hoteliers and we were talking and saying, hey, you know, there's a PMS, there can be a CRM, there can be many other tools. I think now is really the time and that's what we're seeing. Huh? Communication is the only thing that's gonna solve it. And that's where technology can incredibly adjust. Lean into technology, we're there to help and support. <laughs> Commercial break. Lovara. With a diverse selection of massage oils, intimate care products, as well as seven different condom sizes, Lovara is the lifestyle brand in the area of sexual well-being and intimate care. Lovara always goes the vegan, sustainable and fair trade way with all its products. In the end, Lovara celebrates body positivity and diversity under the claim just love each other the way you want. So hoteliers, talk to them and learn more about the Intimacy Kit or the snack and non-food self-service vending machine for your guests. 
If you want to test the products yourselves, get 20% off right now with our code HIC20 at lovara.com. Check our show notes for all the info about Lovara and the code. Enjoy! I think uh, a good point is also like really giving the, the, the guests um, access to their data. Yeah. So we said like, okay, we're like connected to the guest journey, the booking engine, for example. If you have a guest login that somebody wants to stay with you more often, I mean, in any online shop, you can access your data, you can change your address, you can change certain preferences if you want this specific newsletter or not. So uh, think about, a, a, let's say, a small hotel group giving them access to this data to say, okay, this and this is my preferences, this is my address, um, this newsletter from this property I want to receive, but this one not. Yeah, first of all, you let them handle it and they like to take care of the data themselves. Second of all, you don't have the work to do it yourself. You keep your data clean and they're doing it themselves. So it's all around and I think that's the right direction we need to go. I fully agree, and I think uh, human errors is a typical thing, right? So if the people or the customer is managing his own data, I mean, that's fantastic. And I think the other thing we have to be aware of is the fact that, uh, I mean, if getting a consent from a customer is not for a lifetime, right? So you have to be fully relevant in everything you do and generate, you know, benefits for the customer. Understand why he's willing to give his data and what, what is it he wants to have in return. But I think we're all, you know, if we look in e-commerce and other areas, there's a lot of things we, we really like about Amazon, the seamless experience and all these kind of things, right? And people are willing to share that data, but they want to get something back for it. And, not, and we come back to the starting point, like a general newsletter for everyone, right? Which is not relevant at all. So I think that's what we have to better understand. If we know what the customer wants, what kind of data he's willing to share at each of the different touch points which we have, and then make fully use of that, I think that's, that's, the, that's the way to go forward. Absolutely. I think also that uh, hoteliers are pretty aware that they need to use CRM to go a step further. Um, one of the pain points for a hotelier probably are, it's nice to have the system and probably I can operate it at 10% because I don't have the human resources on site to operate it. So the systems are great and they can do a lot of things, but I don't have the people to operate on site on that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we often get also called and people say, hey, they like the system, but they don't have anyone to operate it, you know? What do you tell hoteliers? What could be a solution to that? Well, I think uh, it's all about automation, right? In a smart way, but not that, uh, you know, it's not going to replace any, any employee, but it's helping you to spreading, spreading the right message at the right time to the right person when he's open for that kind of communications. And that's why I'm not only talking only about CRM, but I think it's more now in going into direction because when we started 20 years ago, uh, we've probably been one of the early adopters in the CRM part. Yeah, now we talk about a CDP where we can have much more data collected and, and making that more Actionable. So it's an end-to-end storyline, right? So if you have this profile, you know, we basically, due to the entire COVID situation, more and more of the guest journey moved into the digital uh, space, right? So went online. So more and more of the experience you have will be part of all kind of tools and solutions you have there. So that must be exactly as seamless as what you have on property if you want to generate an experience. So that means end-to-end -end websites should be seamlessly integrated. Um, and yeah, all the other solutions which you have, right? So it should be all of, out of one hand. So personalized website experience, personalized um, ads in digital marketing, uh, and these kind of topics, right? Yeah, and it's, it's also about investment hotels. Um, at least the hotels I spoke to before I, I, um, I founded Think is 
they always tell me, yeah, but we, we don't want to invest so much in, in technology. Um, and then I'm like, but if tomorrow your elevator breaks down, you need to pay 50K, 100K maybe to replace them. But then investing 20K annually in, a, in technology that will probably replace people or will make people be more custom-centric and less busy with administrative tasks, that is too much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't think it's, it's, it, it makes sense. This, I think, is also interesting, um, you know, what Marcel said, that, you know, the more we look at the situation and the more it, it's more moving from just, just a CRM to more, I guess, data platform, Actually, when you when you match that with the current um, you know shortage in staff that we see you know around the world, I mean one in three hospitality jobs you know got lost needs to be replaced. Um, you know everyone's looking for staff. We did a recent survey, and I think uh, in the European region out of those years, we asked 94% said, "Yeah, I need to cut down on room cleaning. I need to cut down on service." At the same time, we are having more conversations than ever before. Because it's not about, okay, now I'm finally installing a data platform CRM, but it's like, I need this technology, and then we help with a, of course, the proper training, all that, but we help with automation. So it's not that every single member of the hotel staff needs to look into the CRM to get the right information. Huh? You get it on your mobile, you get it in an early morning arrivals report, all of this, it's all about automation. So. While in the past I often heard like, well, do I have the staff to operate this? Well, now there's one third less staff, but we're having more conversations about this than ever before. So, I think um, on one side, letting the guests handle a lot of these kind of uh, things themselves, but then on the other side, it's great that we have events like this because it, it's just missing the knowledge, I think. So there's really like hotel, you think, oh, I need a huge workforce to, to handle this. But it's just one person um, putting certain, certain automation processes like drip campaigns or whatever after um, a smart segmentation into place. And then afterwards, you do it once. And then the system is doing everything for you over quite a, a, a long period of time, completely automated. So I think very often the, the problem is the misunderstanding. And it happens that once I see some technology which I can grab or where I have more knowledge about, like for example, implementing a streaming service in my hotel room, yeah, that's something, okay, I have, I have the budget, I spend it for it, and um, I make it available because I see the value because I use Netflix at home and I want to have it. But if it comes then to, to a CRM, for example, it's just missing the knowledge and that's why there's a lot of misunderstanding and, and we need more education. Um, to give hoteliers um, yeah, the, 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 the future they need for this. And, and I think it's mostly the, the fault of the history. Um, hoteliers are used to have one system that does it all, and they pay a lot of money for it, um, where they have to get the understanding that if they have a certain size, they will need more systems, which seamlessly integrates with each other by OpenAPI, compared to a smaller hotel, he will just need uh, a PMS who try to keep it clean and then link some upselling systems or whatever. So every hotel is different, but use the, the tools that are available and look at your organization, what am I missing? And I'm not saying that every hotel needs a CRM because not every hotel needs a CRM because they're, they're too small or, or their operation doesn't allow it. It really depends on your concept. But please use technology that is available today for what it's meant to be. I mean, your PMS is not there to, um, to be your loyalty system or to send out emails or um, to, to do the upselling. I mean, every system has its use, 
um, and, and use it and, and connect them with each other. And I agree that probably 10 years ago, connecting uh, two systems with each other was like a big investment and a lot of effort. But today, connecting, let's say, Oki with Muse is done in two hours. So use that technology and, and do not be scared to try something new. Um, most of the partners that we work with, um, they're um, willing to go a proof of concept. So you say like, I want to test it out for two months without costs because I don't want to take the risk. I don't see any of our partners who said, no, we cannot do it. I mean, if you want to sell um, your product to a client, you're not scared to show it to them before they're going to pay for it. So that I would... So I, I would say to hoteliers, try something new. Um, try to risk, to limit the risk. Um, and if it doesn't work, move on to something new. Simple as that. Commercial break. Lovara. With a diverse selection of massage oils, intimate care products, as well as seven different condom sizes, Lovara is the lifestyle brand in the area of sexual well-being and intimate care. Lovara always goes the vegan, sustainable and fair trade way with all its products. In the end, Lovara celebrates body positivity and diversity under the claim, just love each other the way you want. So hoteliers, talk to them and learn more about the Intimacy Kit or the snack and non-food self-service vending machine for your guests. If you want to test the product yourselves, get 20% off right now with our code HIC20 at lovara.com. Check our show notes for all the info about Lovara and the code. Enjoy! And don't get just stocked with email, yeah? So we are, I mean, there's many other ways also to do successful marketing campaigns. Doesn't matter if it's chat services, social media, Uh, meta search, even on in the property, like when the guest is already there. So this is all in the end also going back to, to the data itself. Now, I think it's a very important point you just mentioned here because I think it's very important to understand that this system you have in place with a single source of truth, if you look at a database you have in place and go back to COVID when that started, right? You had to switch your complete mindset if it comes to who I'm targeting, who I'm talking to, what kind of segments, etc. right? So a CRM helps you or a CDP helps you extremely to make a quicker move and also to understand what are your best customers currently, what are the preferences and interests they have, and what kind of typical customers I would like to have more of, right? Lookalike modeling, uh, all these kind of things where you can, you know, be much, much, much smarter with your marketing based on data you have and much more efficient. And especially Absolutely. now third-party cookies moving away, it's going to be a big, big issue. There, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I have a question. Philip has a question, but I'll join him. Hey, thank you very much for sharing that. That's uh, very interesting. I just wanted to give a bit the side of the hotelier because everything you say... Go on stage. Ooh. Come on, yeah, come on. <laughs> I have 10 minutes time. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I like what you say. So now that the diversity is totally gone on the stage, <laughs> um, I like what you say, but there is one little problem, and that's what I face as a hotelier. All of you look from top to bottom. The people entering the data have to understand why they do it. Yeah. And where you fail at, because you always say where the hoteliers fail at, where you fail at, fail at, is transporting the why to the people adding the data. They don't get it. So for me to add a CRM, you're right, it's just an easy click to add Oki via Muse. Mm -hmm. But the data still has to go in there. So I'll pay for the service, and at any point I have to pay my staff. 
to make it happen, to give the data in, because that is not solved by all of you or for all, by all of that. So that's a bit the thing that I have to give back. So looking at you guys, solve but, this, and I can, I can buy. But you need to, it's absolutely true what you're saying, you need to create a culture around the data, yeah? So... Uh, I create it? And huh? I pay for you. So that you say I have to create the culture, and I pay you. We, there you go. We, we will help you create the culture. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I pay you. No, but I think there's something. That I, I fully agree with you. And there's something we already had it four weeks ago at the uh, HSMA E-Day. We had that conversation where we look at the guest journey. And we're talking to you and say, hey, we built the perfect guest journey, everything automated. And then one hotelier said, well, what I need is a staff journey. It's exactly the opposite, and, yeah. and, and I fully agree, because especially when you look at a shortage of staff, you know, everyone's under stress anyways. You know, if you get new colleagues now, the old colleagues need to work them, everything needs, at the same time, we're trying to implement a serum. So I fully agree with that, and, and that's why all of us as tech vendors, we need to make sure that we pick up your staff where they are, and, and we help building this picture with little examples, huh? like, whatever we're sending out in the morning, like an arrivals report. Hey, you're at the front desk, your general manager wants that you put in the right email. We send a report of the guests arriving if the email still works. At the same time, there's a report maybe going to housekeeping, saying, hey, housekeeping, these are the VIPs checking in today, these are their requirements. So they see there's little help coming out of this whole big bash of data. And that's what we call you know, staff journey, and, I fully agree. What you say is absolutely right. We talked about that two years ago already, um, yeah. matching the customer journey and the staff journey. but. The thing is, because I think you said it, I cannot ask my staff to use four or five different tools. No. And that's yeah, basically right. what yeah. we do when we don't have a one-stop shop thing. I want my staff to be at ease and easy to add information because I have to create a value within the culture to tell them, hey, what you do now as a small chain will be my capital tomorrow. Absolutely. Just a and second. I included Martin de Chateau from Made the Louise. Yeah, um, because he and I had just a talk about exactly this thing in the morning, the thing that you said. And I said, well, that's a pain in the, you know where? And um, I said, how do you deal with it? And what did you tell me? Probably it helps. No, the, the discussion we had is that, so for the moment, I don't have any CRM. I had a CRM two years ago, but for the moment on the market, I don't find any CRM for my needs. As, as Niz was saying, it's a small hotel. I've got a 50-bedroom hotel, so maybe I'm too small for CRM, which I don't believe. But on the other hand, I'm using um, Apaleo as, um, as a PMS, so I could, I could go to Sendin or I go to Revenate easily and everything. But what I'm looking at as CRM, it's really to help me uh, in terms of a mix about CRM and AI, saying, okay, guy, tomorrow, that's your that's you, that's you arrival list for tomorrow. Please be careful, this guy, it's a stand stay. Offer him something. This guy, he loves chocolate. He always buys some chocolate in the, in, in the boutique, in the hotel yeah. boutique. I really need some help, I mean, some practical help that would really help me to surprise our guest. And for the moment, that's, that's a little bit missing into, uh, it's not automated, it's not, it's not stream, streamlined. So it's something that I'm looking at as a hotelier. Yeah, and I think um, maybe I, I mis-express myself. It's not that you need it. it, it depends on what you do with the data. I mean, I was talking about small 50 bedroom hotels if they just sell all the rooms via OTA and they don't want to do anything with the data because they, they have two people working at the reception to make the reception just run, um, then you don't need a CRM. But I know your use case and I know what you want to do with data, so you definitely need a CRM. Um, and, and as we said, automation, guest flows, workflows will definitely help. Um, and 
there are various possibilities available. The thing is, you will need to put time in it because to put those flows into place, you need a project manager. And going back to the question of student hotels, in the beginning when we started the company, we just said we need somebody in the hotel, where, I mean, being in charge of the project to help us and answer our questions. Very rapidly, we realized that is not working. You need two people on board. One person who can make a decision and who can say we go for A, we go for B. Another person who's working at the reception, who's, who's operational. And um, this morning in my talk, what I said is that management has a vision of what the operation is running, but that doesn't match the reality. The, the, the reality is always very different to what management thinks how the hotel is run. Um, and having somebody operationally on board and having face-to-face -face conversations with them, you get the truth out of it. And you see and you can learn from the, hotel, from the reception or from the food and beverage what they really do and why they do it. And the example was the fact that they put one because that allows them, the system, to go forward you need to understand why they do that. Like, how come they do not have time at the check-in or when they're checking their, their daily tasks to fill in the full number and they fill in one because it allows the system to go forward. Um, so there are two effects on that. First of all, they feel involved, so they're gonna understand the importance of data because you explain them, if you put in a one, that process cannot be launched, that person doesn't come back, less people come in the hotel, and you may lose your job. It's pretty dramatic, but at the end, that's what it ends up to. Um, and if the whole reception team understands the importance of putting in that one or putting in that entire nationality, uh, national ID, they will go with it, and, and we, we got you covered. You told me the way. I just where I wanted to go with this is you told me that you change your systems. You have a Paleo and you can switch it off and on as you wish, and you do that. And your um, employees, your staff is with you, and they go ahead with you. And I think that's what's generally missing um, in hotels. How do you? How did you educate them to be like that? Because that's perfect. Yeah, but I think it's it's a culture. It's it's a new hotel. I mean, it's eight yeah. years old, so it's not. I'm I'm not facing uh, with employees that had 20 years there, you know, at the computer, and so they, they, it's it's really a culture that you have you have to, to to do from day one, and from day one they know that they will see me arriving at reception. They're like, oh shit, are we going to change system again? Are we going to change processes again? So they really the team is really used to it, and they're very exciting to to see that we are changing, we are adapting all the time. So I think it's something, it's, it's really based on the culture of the, of the company. Yeah, many, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. Ah. Many, um, many years back, I was working in a hotel and we, we didn't have a CRM or anything. We had a Springer Miller PMS system at that time and we implemented new processes and, um, and, and strategies with having incentives also for our stuff. So each employee, for example, was supposed to collect three preferences per day, and then the night here at nighttime was putting it into the system. Having these, working with these incentives, and then, for example, with, with your wine provider or whoever, you know, the one who collected most in the week, gets a bottle of wine or whatever, these kind of things, you can make it more interesting, and once you start using this data, it also actually makes a lot more fun for the stuff to, to do, name, uh, do name usage, use the preferences they have, and so on. So it is a difficult process. It needs consultancy from the outside, where the tech vendors, for sure, need to, need to take that part lead and work together with the hoteliers. 
is. But I just wanted to add there, you're completely right. But it's, I think it's not only the hotel um, tech providers, right? I mean, even hotel schools have to live up to technology on this standard where it is today, right? Uh, so it starts end-to-end -end in, into the entire um, branch. And the other thing is what I wanted to add there. I think it's a combination of everything, right? Exactly what you're saying. So uh, I think which is really helping to enable customers themselves, make them understandable what the benefit is if they, if they manage their own data, if they give their data themselves. So in a pre-stay phase with a survey, with a member portal or a guest recognition portal where they can manage it themselves, but also things as, uh, and that goes more than, you know, what it, what I mentioned before, having now those seamless integrations, right, in real time, being able to have two-way communication. So entering data once, I think that's key because in the past, you have different, different systems. You have entered in one and no other system knows it, right? So it must be end-to-end, two-way, everything connected that's helping. Sorry, I have, Perfect. To, I have to quit, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Thank you very much. <laughs> time is over. Yeah, no, thanks a lot. And thanks for making this very interactive. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Philip. And you thanks, guys Martin. as well. Thank you. Have a lovely Thank day. Thank you. Bye-bye.